and you are tuning in to Why Not Sports with the homie D Murph. So why not? Why not? Why not sports? It impacts your everyday life. Why not sports? It's more than on and off the court. Why not sports? Hey. Why not sports? Yeah. Why not sports? It impacts your everyday life. Why not sports? It's more than on and off the court. Why not sports? Hey. Why not sports? D Murph. D Murph. You a fool for this one. <laughs> yeah. We interrupt this regularly scheduled programming for this special report. I'm Cole Johnson of Cole Sports, and this is your Why Not Sports short. All right, y'all. What's up, man? It's the big homie, man, for uh, for another great edition, a short special report, whatever, however y'all feel, man. But I already told this brother, don't beat me up. Uh Initials are DM, so that's enough in itself. But one of the first few guest appearances that I was invited to in the podcast world, still grateful to this day, sports junkie, Gnosis Wrestling, a part of not only one but two two podcasts, and in the Midwest, so a lot, a lot of key pluses and why I rock with this brother. But ladies and gentlemen, I have my dog, my brother from the Midwest, Mr. Devin McKenzie from All Stakes No Sizzle. And help me out with the second one, brother. Tip of my tongue. Not- Let's knock out some three counts. See, knock out three counts. Like I said, see, people talk about me working and having all these podcasts. This brother almost about the same. Quiet as kept. <laughs> I'm being real, y'all. I like Murph, man. All these guests you be having. Yeah, how do you remember? Because I just do. But anyway, welcome to the show, big dog. <laughs> welcome to the show. Man, thanks for having me, man. Definitely, definitely long overdue, man. Appreciate you having me oh, on, man. Oh, man, shoot. No doubt, no doubt, brother. No doubt. So... Man, like I said, man, sports, sports, and more sports. So, um, before we just dive in deep, man, just introduce yourself to the world, both of your platforms, and how they can reach you. I appreciate it, man. Um, Well, most of your listeners probably remember me from All State No Sizzle. That was my first podcast. That's the show I had you on talking about collegiate sports, man. Once again, I appreciate you doing that show. Yes, sir. Um, All State No Sizzle is kind of in like a hiatus right now. I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to do with that. But um, I do have, I still got some material, you know, in stock that I can put out. I'm thinking about putting it out sometime soon. So uh, make sure you check out All State No Sizzle on all platforms. But uh, if you want to hear me on a more regular basis, you can check me out and knock out some three counts. Uh, all the social media for that is KO3CPod. It's on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. And you can check out the podcastdetroit.com. That's uh, the new network that I'm on, you know, pepping that show out. So uh, yeah, all that good time. stuff. <laughs> That's pretty much where you can find me. That's what's up, man. I ain't going to lie. With the uh, new show you have, I was like, is he is he didn't transform to being boxing commentating or something? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, pretty much it's uh, MMA and pro wrestling over there, man. We uh, matter of fact, just this past weekend, we we did our first live show uh, nice. MMA event. So nice. that that episode should be coming out real soon. So and doing a lot of great things, man. You know, I got a group of guys that I'm working with. And things just started popping from there, man. We have some great guests on the show. So yeah, a little bit more focused on that right now, but. All state knows it will be out there somewhere. That's all good, man. But hey, a good thing is you have options, brother. You're not just yes, limited sir. to one thing. Like, well, I get now nah, you get. Hey, man, I'm working on some new material, working on a new direction for you know, like you said, the 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 baby or or the platform that helps you get to where you are with all stake no sizzle. And like I said, y'all check my dog out on knockouts and three counts. And yes, like y'all said, man, like actually, like you said, out there in Detroit, if y'all love it in the area, live show or whatever, just try to check my brother out, man, out here making moves. So I'm going to go straight to it, man. We're talking about Detroit. All right, let's do it. Pistons, Lions. So <laughs> the Pistons picked up Blake Griffin. Uh-huh. They got Andre Drummond. Yes, sir. They got Reggie Jackson. Yeah, he's there too. <laughs> In the Eastern Conference, how, especially with two All-Stars and Drummond and Griffin, in your opinion, why do you think they didn't make the playoffs? Well, part of the problem is uh, Reggie Jackson has been hurt well, he was hurt pretty much the whole year. True. Um, he never really was there to, you know, form that big three that they were trying to do. But, I mean, to be quite honest with you, man, I think a lot of it has to do with the top-down ownership, general manager, and the coaching. It's, they're now on the same page. I don't think they know what direction they really want to go in. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I thought the Blake Griffin trade was a huge mistake. <laughs> and I think uh, – I think Stan Van Gunny was just trying to do something to save his job. And now we got like this big contract that I don't think anybody really wanted to touch. So we can't get rid of that contract now. So mm-hmm. honestly, man, I, I thought it was a big mistake. And they, they got to figure out their, their front office before they can really do anything, I think. Right, right, right. And for the Pistons, of course, late 80s, bad boys. And even that year they won, defeating the Lakers with – Chauncey, Billups, Big Ben. Yeah, 2004. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Big Ben, Rasheed Wallace, Real Pamilton. Detroit yes, has a lot of basketball history. Oh, yeah. And here it is, 2018. It's like they take gaps. Like from, like you said, late 80s to 2004. Now from 2004 to 2018. And my list like, okay, that makes sense. It's big gaps. As a Detroit right. basketball fan, how does that make you feel? Man, uh, well, I, I don't want to toot my own horn, but uh, let's talk about that live event. Uh, I actually ran into James Buddha Edwards from that bad boy. Hey! Thing, man, <laughs> him, big Buddha. That, that was pretty cool, man. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that'll be coming out soon, too. But, uh, man, it's, it's, it's funny because like, I'm, I'm 33, so I was – probably like five or six years old when they won the bad, the bad boys championships. And mm-hmm. then, uh, 2004, I just graduated from high school the year before. So I got to enjoy that, but it's like, yeah, it, there's gaps in there, man. And it's, I think the Pistons have this, this problem of 
and it's not even just the Texans, it's really all Detroit sports teams, we become loyal. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of teams, it's nothing wrong with that, but we come, become loyal to a fault. We, right. we fall in love with the, those championship players, and then when it's time to you know maybe move on from them, we they stick around longer than they need to. Right. Uh, the bad boys, bad boys team is a pretty good example. The '04 4 Pistons was another example. We held on to that team, I think, way too long. Some some moves should have been made to get some new blood in there, and they just never did it. So you go through these long periods of trying to find a new core, to, you know, rebuild or whatever, and they just haven't found it yet. Yeah, 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 and it, it's and, and that's the thing, being loyal, man. And I'm sure, like them Cleveland fans out there, like Murph, you know, we waited a long time, <laughs> <laughs> a long time to to finally, you know, get that championship in in Cleveland, especially with LeBron James. Now the Lions, you know, Here you guys go. got a very very expensive quarterback. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> <laughs> and my list is like, bro, why are you dogging my dog? Hey, man, I'm I'm just talking from an outsider standpoint. But also, no, it's, get, it's facts. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, appreciate twenty-seven million. It's pretty. It's pretty uh, spicy, man. <laughs> hey, I appreciate that too, brother. So, are you guys looking at Dez Bryant? What is the reports coming out of Detroit now that Dez Bryant is available? And what key moves? Because the draft is around the corner. Right. What moves have you heard out in Detroit land that you guys are doing to boost that team up? Well, honestly, as far as Des Bryant, I have not heard anything. And you know, I've heard you know fans kind of you know want to bring him in, mm-hmm. um, but the Lions right now kind of have like a three-headed monster at wide receiver. They've got Golden Tate, they've got Marvin Jones, and uh, they got the kid we drafted last year, Kenny Galladay, who. I think could actually make some noise, you know, if he could stay healthy. Right. Um, we do need a tight end. They just got rid of Eric Ebron. They brought in Luke Wilson from Seattle. Yep. Hopefully he can, he can come in and uh, step up or they'll get somebody in the draft. But honestly, as far as like receiver right now, I, I don't really see them you know, making another big move. I can see them getting a running back. We did get LeGarrette Blunt, but we probably have to draft someone else. Because um, honestly, Amir Abdullah hasn't necessarily gotten the job done. Right. As that uh, speed back out of the backfield, so I can see them getting a running back, maybe even in the first round or you know in the mid rounds. But as far as uh, free agency, the Lions really have didn't make any big impact moves. Like Legarrette Blunt was probably the biggest name that we brought in, mm-hmm. and I think he was with the Eagles. The plan right? is, to, yeah, he was with the Eagles last okay. year, with okay. the Patriots the year before. So <laughs> it's funny a lot of fans saying that. Uh, Basically, getting Legarrette Blount basically guarantees us a championship since he's won oh. the championship in the last two years. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> but uh, as, as far as like big splash free agent signings, they they really haven't made any. So they, their plan is to go in to the draft and you know go from there. Honestly, I have no idea what they're going to do in the first round. I've been rack, racking my brain trying to figure it out. They can go. Many different ways. I could see them getting the offensive lineman. I could see them going defensive line, linebacker, running back. I could see them grabbing another corner. So, mm-hmm. honestly, it's one of those things here in Detroit where we're just kind of going to sit back and watch and wait to see what they do and then probably complain about it. 
<laughs> and again, my Lions fans, I, I have a lot of supporters that rock with me that are Lions fans. They know it ain't nothing but love. I'm just just wanting to see from a different perspective or a same perspective. You just never know. But definitely appreciate that, man. And what are your no thoughts problem. on the playoffs, the NBA playoffs at the moment? You know what, man? I haven't watched a lot of basketball the last couple of years because it's kind of been predictable. Normally, I just wait to the conference finals where I think you know the games are getting a little bit better. Okay. But right now, man, I'm actually I'm actually intrigued about the playoffs this year, especially in the East. I feel like in the West, we kind of know it's going to be Houston and Golden State. Facts. But in the East, man, it's up in the air. I just feel like everything's kind of up in the air right now, yep. man. Philly's looking good. Um, Indianapolis is, is is up two to one as That's we crazy. you know talking right now. I didn't see that one coming, man. Yeah, so I'm definitely looking forward to you know more games, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, and, and like you said, man, I think when it is the unknown and not as predictable, people like myself, obviously, another sports junkie like yourself, it's like, oh, gives me more to talk about, you know. So shout out to the exactly. NBA changing it up. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh man. <laughs> And just staying on, on, on the topic, man, you know, just sports, and it's kind of we're going to start shifting the conversation. Ronda Rousey, okay. you know, I, I was <laughs> – yeah, I've been getting – and that's another thing to you guys and world. So, Mr. Devin McKenzie, like he said, with the current podcast that he's active in, MMA slash wrestling. So, now this is – up my alley and I feel this would be good for you guys who has asked me questions regarding you know to you know to these sports so now I wanted to get someone that definitely is much more knowledgeable than I am to kind of give me you know his side of the story and insight so like I was saying to Ronda Rousey she obviously was one of the best uh, female fighters in UFC before she you know retired even though her last few bouts wasn't that strong. But overall, as a whole, you know, definitely a legend. And now she's in WWE and was uh, part of the most recent WrestleMania. Give me your thoughts yeah, on sir. her and the direction you believe she's going to be in now that she's taking this new level into the, into the, uh, the wrestling world. Well, uh... When you talk about MMA, um, it basically for the longest it was a male. It was only males. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you did have females fighting on like the lower levels now, on the high levels like UFC. But um, one company, Strike Force, they brought in women, and Ronda Rousey was probably the most famous of all of them. You know, you had your Chris Cyborgs, you had your Gina Carano's, uh, your Shayna Baszler's before that who were fighting and doing very, very well. But as far as, like, actually getting eyeballs on female MMA, it was Ronda Rousey to the point where, like, before Dana White said there would never be women in the UFC. Mm-hmm. But when Ronda Rousey came along, he changed his mind quickly because he was talking about her. Mm-hmm. I mean, he basically created the women's division in the UFC for Ronda Rousey to the point now where there's actually four women's divisions in the UFC. So to go from Dana White saying there would never be women in the UFC to having four divisions right now, 
lets you know the impact that Ronda Rousey had. You know, I've, I had a chance to meet her. She's honestly one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. Nice. But uh, when it comes to like in the ring, man, she, she she's a, she's a badass, man. She's great at judo. Um, a lot of people say what her downfall was is that you know she had one move, that <laughs> armbar. But the problem is, if you can't stop her from putting that armbar on I'm about you, to say. I mean. If you can't <laughs> stop it, if it's not say? broke, don't fix it. You know what I mean? Exactly. But the problem was is that towards the end of her, her time in the UFC, some of this talent started to catch up with her. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, women's MMA is really young. So, yeah, people, everybody's basically gunning for Ronda Rousey. Everybody at that time was training to beat Ronda Rousey. Mm-hmm. So, some of the talent finally started to catch up with her. They, they finally found a weakness and they exploited it. Mm-hmm. So her last two fights didn't, didn't go well at all. I, I was kind of disappointed. Not necessarily how the fight went, it's how she handled it afterwards. She, she kind of went into a shell. She started, honestly started to whine a little bit, which kind of bothered me. Mm-hmm. But from that, she decided, hey, maybe I'm, I need to go explore some other things. She recently got married to another UFC fighter named Travis Brown. Mm-hmm. So before she started having a family and having kids, she wanted to realize one last dream that she hadn't done yet, which was be a professional wrestler. So it, it always been like those, those rumors and rumblings that one day she'll, you know, go to the WWE and, and she, you know, before she, you know, got married and had kids she decided i'm gonna go ahead and start training and go ahead and attack this it's never she too actually late. Has a friend <laughs> what's that it's never too late to follow your yes, dreams sir. Yes, sir. yeah she actually has a good friend named Shayna baszler who she was an mma fighter as well she's in the, in wwe now she's in their developmental brand nxt and she's the, the champion down there so basically her and her friend both are wrestlers right now. She has another friend that's a part of her little clique. She's training to be a wrestler right now. Her other friend's husband is uh, a professional wrestler as well. So she's been around professional wrestling for a long time. It's just that now she decided to go ahead and jump into it. Nice, 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 nice. So you think she's going to have yep. a similar impact in WWE as she had in UFC? <clears throat> That's kind of hard to say. I don't think it'd be a similar impact, but she'll definitely bring eyeballs to it. Gotcha. And when I, when I say that, like, like I said, in the UFC, basically, she created the women's division there. She was the one that got people wanting to get into it. Right. And WWE now they've had this thing they call the women's revolution. Yeah, where, that's real. Where a lot of a lot of women before they weren't looked at as athletes they were just looked at as eye candy you know basically they used to have these things called bra and panty matches where <laughs> uh, basically the, the object was you know to, to rip your opponent's nightgown off or whatever just to get them down to their bra and panty so that's basically what re- women's wrestling was for a long time in, in wwe but over the last i say four or five years there's been a push to take women's wrestling more seriously so now it's more about you know act the actual movesets and actual storylines and actually wrestling uh, to the point now where they're breaking ground. Women's wrestling is basically they're doing things they've never done before. Like they've had a women's Royal Rumble match. They had women's uh, Hell in a Cell matches and stuff like that. So they're they're breaking a lot of ground right now. But adding Ronda Rousey to that now is bringing a lot more eyeballs to it because 
I mean, Ronda Rossi is honestly one of the most famous people, especially one of the most famous women in the world. Wow. So now she's a part of the WWE. She's bringing more of a mainstream eyeball to the WWE. As far as like how I think she'll do, honestly, I I, I have my my concerns. Okay. Athletically, I think she can get it, but the thing with wrestling is, you know, yeah, you can go out there and do a lot of moves, but if you can't, you know, play the character, if you can't, you know, talk people into wanting to see you wrestle, it you're you're missing something. At, at WrestleMania, she did a great job in the ring as far as like the move sets, but like before that, the, the build up to it. Right. Uh, I think you know. I think she she's got something to work on, but I was definitely impressed by her match at WrestleMania. Though I definitely definitely give her credit on that. As you know, though, with your experience, not only whether it's wrestling or whatever you got going, it always sometimes it just takes that one time, and people can remember you for life just on that one event. No matter what exactly. you did before or after, so she should be fine. To yeah. your point. <laughs> I mean, so, like, the thing with the WrestleMania match was, like, she was in there with, you know, Hall of Famer and Kurt Angle, uh, yeah. one of the great, another future Hall of Famer in Triple H, and Stephanie McMahon, who's been in the business her whole life. So, she was family. very, very, she was very protected in that match. So, yeah. like, basically all she had to do was, you know, do what they worked on before, and it was going to work out. My, my concern now is, okay, now you're going to be going up against the rest of the roster, can you step up in that way that someone that's been wrestling their whole life has been doing? So the thing about wrestling is it takes it takes time to you know get it down. So I'm 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 definitely interested in seeing how she progresses and um, where she goes from here now. But I've got my concerns, but I I think she'll be okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And like you said, WrestleMania was around a corner and. It was a couple of articles that came out. The forgotten story of the first black female wrestlers. And on the normal Why Not Sports show, I usually have a part of the show where I'm like, look it up. So look it up, world. Look it up, listeners. I got my dog on the other end that's going to help me have a better understanding and just being able to give you guys some more insight. So it was some wrestlers First, black women wrestlers, Ms. Ethel Johnson, Babs Wingo, Kathleen Wembley, and Marva Scott were the first black women professional wrestlers. But this particular wrestler, Ms. Fabulous Moolah, Mm -hmm. which caused a lot of controversy because she was named after the Women's Battle Royal at this most recent WrestleMania. And for those who don't know, yeah. I'm going to have Mr. Devin McKenzie kind of give his take on the fabulous moolah and why it started some controversy. Well, it's funny you bring that up because, uh, yeah, you said that they announced they're going to have the first ever women's uh, battle royal at WrestleMania. And they made that announcement at on Monday Night Raw in Detroit, and I was actually at that show. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you know, they did like this video package of Fabulous Moolah, you know, her accomplishments in wrestling over the years, and then they announced they were having a battle royal. Mm-hmm. So I'm there with my my girlfriend, and I'm watching this video package, and I'm sitting there thinking, "Wow, that's, that's kind of weird that they're actually doing this." 
because for the men, they had the Andre the Giant uh, Battle Royal, which they've had for like four years now. And of course, with women, this women's revolution, they wanted to have one for the women too. So they wanted to name it after a famous uh, women's wrestler. So they picked Fabulous Moolah. Mm-hmm. Now, if it was, if it, if you're going to pick someone, Fabulous Moolah is a, is a good name. She's one of the most famous uh, women's wrestlers of all time. She held the women's championship for like 27 years. So as far as her resume in the ring, yeah, it was definitely warranted. Mm-hmm. The only problem is her past is, is very, very checkered. She, uh, basically, if you needed women wrestlers, you had to go through Fabulous Moolah. She was the one that booked women wrestlers throughout the country. And she had a lot of tactics to make sure that she was the only one that you can go to to get women's wrestlers. She, uh, um, that's a black, a black wrestler. Well, no, Fabulous Moolah was white. Ah, there you go. Yeah, Fabulous Moolah was white, but she, she did have, uh, black female wrestlers a part of her, her stable. Well, as they would say, one of Moolah's girls. Ah, uh, see, I love it. History and wrestling. There it is. <laughs> but the problem was is that so she wasn't paying her girls like she was supposed to, and she would put them in some compromising situations. Like so she, she was, was a basically that I was about to say she was basically pimping these women out. Mm. Uh, yeah. So that's not necessarily who you want attached to your first ever women's battle royal. Mm. So, like I said, when I was there and I saw that they were making this announcement, I'm like, "Wow, I'm I'm surprised they're actually doing this." Because right now there, there is this female empowerment movement, the women's evolution in uh, WWE. But then you got someone named on a trophy that was tipping women out and you know not paying them. You know what I mean? So. They they tried it and they they caught some backlash for that and they decided not to not to go with anybody's name on the trophy. They'll probably change that next year. But yeah, it, it was it, it's very hypocritical on the WWE's part. To be honest with you, I thought. Wow. Well, and, and that leads to another part of the story that no matter what, and it it it, it, it makes me proud of us as people that have platforms. And just like the ladies that I originally named, far as the first black professional female wrestlers, is that our material and our work has been done. So if somebody's, you know, 30 years from now, it'll be all steak, no sizzle, they could be like, yo, no, he wasn't the originator of that. You know what I mean? Right. Or, or pay homage to somebody that has done this way before this person. So... I'm just glad right. that it, it, it takes people like us with our knowledge, with our platforms to say, yo, don't always believe what you read. Do more digging, do more research. And still, you know, as as a person of color and, and a man that's or men that's grinding to push their brand, it's like no matter what we do, if it get in the wrong hands, it's not going to give us an opportunity to really get our shine until years later down the road, which I still think is, is not good. But at the same time, maybe right. it is good, you know, for those later on down the road for me to talk about it. Cause I was like, man, I ain't know, you know, first I ain't never heard of fabulous Moolah. 
And then they had me start digging, and they was like, hey, you know, if it wasn't for the black female wrestlers, it wouldn't have been a fabulous moolah. And just this whole, you know, like you said, you know, she was pimping out the women, and, and they still was allowing that. And like you said, it's kind of like, wow. And then I know, like, people like right. Booker and- T., who you've met, and just all the other black, you know, uh, uh, professional wrestlers, men and women, that's been supporting WWE. I feel like that can be a slap in the face too, though. Yeah, and, and I think that's why they they caught such a backlash from it because you know, on one hand, you're you know, like I said, you're talking about the women's revolution and you know how you know we're doing all these first things for women and uh, women empowerment, but then you have a woman's name on your trophy who was the complete opposite of that. So it mm. it, it was one of those like self-policing things where the fans were like, you know what? Nah, we're, we're not going to stand for this. And like, I think part of the problem too was that when they did the video package, you know, you know, announcing it, they had the women that are wrestling now, you know, saying all these great things about the fabulous movie, including some of the African-American wrestlers in there now, like Naomi and Sasha Banks. Right. So it is, it, and basically any of the women that are wrestling now for them, it just didn't look good for them to be out there saying, Oh, fabulous Moolah was this great person. And this, this and that. When, if you do a little bit of research, you find out she really wasn't, you know what I mean? Right. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Like I said, y'all welcome to why not sports, man. You never <laughs> know what comes up. Like I said, though, man, it's interesting because, I really don't hit wrestling as much. But when I received a couple of questions regarding this topic, it allowed me to do more digging. And like I told you, when I was, you know, like, man, should I use that for the Demers Full Court Press? I'm like, you know what? I got a guy that can actually tell more in depth and from a different perspective that now I can just make it, you know, in, in part of a whole nother show. So I appreciate that. So like I was saying before, You've met Mr. Booker T. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Lives in Houston. That was a, yes, sir. Houston, <laughs> so how was that be, experience? Uh, he's supposed to be running for mayor down there, ain't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The next, uh, the, the next go around. He, uh, well, based on what I've read, he will be, um, he's, he's interested in being the mayor, the next mayor of Houston, Texas. So, yeah, it's the only time will tell. But how did you link up with him? What what? How did that come about, man? Well, uh, like I said, I on the show Knockouts and Three Counts, we're a part of the podcast Detroit Network, and uh, one thing they do, they they provide us with a lot of opportunities. Um, we were at a Comic Con. It's called Astronomicon here in, in the Detroit area, mm-hmm. and uh, it is it, is. They call it a Comic-Con, but it's not necessarily comic book exclusively. It's more of a pop culture convention or whatever. So there was a lot of, uh, for those of you that are familiar with um, the Juggalos, there was a lot of Juggalos there. Uh, Twisted was one of the groups that was there. Uh, They had comic book people in there. They had a lot of wrestlers there, too. So Booker T was one of the guys that was there. You know, he was signing and taking pictures with people. So we, me and uh, my colleagues went up and, and talked to him for a little bit and asked him if he would be on the show, man. And he was he was more than happy to, to be on the show with us, man. So he sat down and, and chatted with us for about 30, 40 minutes, which I didn't think he would give us that much time, man. So nice. Booker T was honestly one of, the, one of the nicest people I've ever met in uh, wrestling. He 
um, definitely shared our show out too. So that was definitely a big help. So I definitely appreciate Booker T for, you know, sitting down and talking to us and, you know, uh, helping promote the show too, man. Ain't it interesting though, man, how, because you're a big guy too, you know what I mean? Of course, I'm the big homie. Yeah. And then Booker T, you know, <laughs> is a big dude. So it's kind of like when people, when they see us, they like, oh, you, you guys are cool. You guys are nice. Right. I'm like, oh, big men are supposed to be nice. We're supposed to be mean. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So that's dope, man. That's dope. That's dope. But yeah, man, definitely, like I said, man, appreciate you, brother, being on, man. Um, you know, you've, you've definitely hit on some key stories and topics I've had as far as what's going on in Detroit professional sports as yeah, far sir. as MMA and wrestling with Ronda Rousey, as well as the forgotten black wrestlers and the fabulous moolah. If there's anything else you want to hit on, man, you know you got the floor. If not, man, it's been another dope episode. Why not sports short? You know, you know what, Murph? Let me ask you a question, man. And like, you don't, you don't have to answer this if you don't want to. It's just something that I'm curious about. I wanted to get somebody else's perspective on this, man. What's up, bro? And you. You being, you know, knowledgeable about sports, man, and, you know, life and social issues, man. I wanted to get your perspective on the whole Colin Kaepernick thing, man. I don't know if you heard, but, like, recently he uh, he had a tryout with the Seattle Seahawks that got canceled because I, just, I guess he wouldn't tell them that that he wouldn't uh, right. do the protest anymore. Right. right. So I, I, just wanted to, I just wanted to get your perspective on that, man. Man, to be honest with you, man, it's uh, – I tell people this. And I'm going to answer your question. If you believe in something, okay. don't let nobody sacrifice who you are. Stick to what okay. you believe in. Whether you're, you know, whether right or wrong, if you believe, hey, I'm not kneeling, I'm still going to protest the anthem. Don't let no money, don't let nothing stop you. And I look at okay. me being a brand. If someone say, Merv, you need to change who you are or change your belief, I'm going to just keep doing what I'm doing, brother, until, you know, I can't do it no more. But hopefully by then, I'm I'm no longer on this earth. <laughs> you know what I mean? So <laughs> I salute Kaepernick. I really do. Um, I talk about him often on the show. Definitely someone I would like to link up. In the near future, man, because that's that's bold and that's huge in today's society. It is. But on the flip side, a lot of people are not really promoting how many supporters and how much support he does have. Exactly. Like I read an article a couple of days ago that now, like he can go to restaurants, he can go to any event whether he want to speak like you know he he got things that he can do and they like just come on we welcome you with open arms tell your story like he getting a lot of things behind the scenes that is not being promoted and i like it like that right so like, i'm looking at the bigger picture like one thing i find like funny it's not funny, ha-ha, it's kind of funny, sad. Uh, we recently lost Muhammad Ali, was it two years ago? Yeah. And 
around the time of his funeral, people were talking about, oh, you know, he was this great voice for social justice. He stood up against tyranny. He, you know, stood up on his beliefs. But at the same time, Colin Kaepernick is doing the exact same thing. Yep. And, you know, they're chastising him for it. So it's like, okay, is it a good thing to stand up for what you believe in or is it a bad thing? Like you're, you're praising Muhammad Ali for what he did, you know, years ago. And the guy's doing the exact same thing now. And, you know, he, he's, in your mind, he's the worst human being on the planet. Like it's amazing to me how, you know, in the NFL, you got players that get into trouble, you know, whether it's DUIs or domestic abuse and, People accept them when they come back, and they don't have a problem with that. But a guy that's standing up for a social change, he said, oh, no, we don't want you in our league anymore. And it's the same thing with him and his uh, former teammate, Eric Reed, safety from the yep. 49ers last year. Yeah, Big Roy. Shout out right to Big now. Roy. Yep, we spoke on that one a few episodes ago, too. Yep. Yeah, like he's honestly one of the better safeties in the league, but no one wants to pick him up because he was protesting as well. So it's like basically you're telling me that – protesting, you know, injustice is worse than uh, domestic abuse or getting a DUI or whatever it is, whatever criminal actions you, you have. So it's just amazing to me how how things are right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and I'm glad you brought up Eric Reed, man, because it just – when it comes to – and this is why not sports is about on and off the court. Or your respective right. sport. If people like you, they're going to put stuff like that under the rug, right? Right. Just like at work. You got people at work that's not as talented, not as skilled, but they still employed. Exactly. And you like, how? How are they still employed? How are they still getting a check? It's because people like them. Right. But if people don't like you or feel you're a threat, they want to make a big scene and make it a big mess and make it real dramatic. And my list is like, okay, Murph, we feel like you you on Why Not Sports, the normal show, because this one, this is how I talk. And it's sad, but that's how our society is. But as someone that is growing as a brand, growing as an entrepreneur, growing as a person, that's why I believe in having that small group or accountability group that's going to keep you grounded. So when outsiders or people that really don't know you trying to put salt into your name or devour your name or the impact that you've had in that sport or your community, you just got to just keep it moving. And I want to give a shout out to um, the the movie um, can't even think of the name. That's what happens when you start talking. You get in the zone. You freeze. Um, Compton, 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 Compton. But no, um, um, not no news is good news. But uh, yeah, he said bad. He said uh, bad media is basically good news, or bad news is good news. Something like that. From from that movie. Any any news is good news, something like that. Yeah, something any, to that any point. Press is, any press is uh, good press. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. From uh, straight out of Compton, there you go, listen. Appreciate y'all looking out for the big homie. Y'all know how I get for y'all that rock with me every week. So yeah, it's just one of those things. Like if y'all keep putting my name out there, y'all gonna keep me relevant, good or bad. Right. And because I see that now, I'm like, hey, they still talking about me. That means it's more opportunities. 
in a nutshell. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm pulling for the homie, man, because uh, <laughs> he he was making a lot of money, man. And he made a major sacrifice for you know what he believed in, man. And honestly, that's one of the most courageous things that I've seen in my lifetime, man. Because it's a lot of guys that wouldn't have done it, you know. A lot like, of them I'm do. Making this money, I'm a lot keep, of them keep do. Doing what I do. A lot of them do. That's why. So if you are the exception, or the eye cast, or, or the or, or the black sheep, they like no. Nah, it, it's it's different. It's different. So um, it's just it, it's good though. And but and now it, I'm gonna turn the story just a little bit more. If you are a believer in Christ, or anybody that knows the Christ or the story of Christ, he basically sacrificed his son to forgive our sins, right? Right. Not to go too deep, but just enough to say, if he got to do it or he did it, what makes you think we don't have to? Or we don't have to go through things to prove what we believe in? And I'm going to leave it like that, brother. I had to say that. It was just in me. Hey, you don't make change without sacrifice. Man. <laughs> hey, I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> I'm just I'm being real. I'm just being yeah, real. Yeah, I just want I, I just want to get your your thoughts on that, man. It's something that you know, it's like an ongoing story, and then you know, it's something I'm I'm keeping an eye on. I'm very interested in, man. I just wanted to get your perspective on it. That's all. Hopefully, I answered. I, the I didn't mean to hijack the show, man. No, 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 no. That's why I said, if you got any questions, brother, go for it, man. But no, I appreciate that. Hopefully, I answered your question, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Absolutely, man. Well, if you want to plug your shows, man, plug your social handles. And, man, we'll be out of here, big brother. All right. Well, make sure you all check out All Steak No Sizzle whenever I put up a new episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, until then, you can enjoy Knockouts and Three Counts. It's a KO3C pod on all social media. Also, you can check out KO3CPod.com. It has all our social media listed on there and all of our past episodes. Uh, check out podcastdetroit.com. We got many, many different sh- platforms on there. We got uh, wrestling, MMA, uh, Detroit sports, national sports. We nice. got relationship shows on there. So make sure you check out podcastdetroit.com as well. Nice. Um, if you want to hit me up personally, you can hit me up on Twitter at Devin the 63 That's D-E-V-I-N-T-H-E-6-3. And all signal sizzle on Instagram. So, all that being said, man, thanks for having me on, man. Appreciate the uh, opportunity, man. Come on, man. This is just the beginning. I tell y'all what, though, that uh, link up y'all be having around Thanksgiving, though, brother, that's hard for a brother in Houston. Yeah, I'm going to be in Columbus this year, too, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, going yeah. down to enemy territory. Ha. Huh. <laughs> so, for those listeners, I know I'm, I'm extending the show now, but a few of the podcasters, which is growing. The U of M, Go Blue, and the Buckeyes of yes, Ohio sir. State, they link up every yeah. year. And, you know, depending on, you know, I guess it changes each each and every year. But I've been invited both times and um, haven't been because it's just close to the holidays. But maybe maybe one right. year in the near future, I, I can be uh, – Bless, bless my my peers. <laughs> Hopefully, my family can come on board. With, you know, with my presence, man, and um, and just make 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 a good dope event from it, man. As it already is. So yeah, man, it's uh it's been back and forth. And what's the what's the uh head to head wins and losses? Uh, 
with with U of M and Ohio State. See, we, we ain't necessarily gonna talk about that right now. Oh, oh it's not okay. Going oh. too well for, oh, oh, my <laughs> for bad, Michigan right now. <laughs> <laughs> my bad for those. All, out there. All, I can, all I can say is this year is gonna be different. Man, there how about gonna pull it out this year? There it is. There <laughs> it is. There it is. See, look at that. See, college football. We that's a whole other story too. But all right, y'all, man. But hey, y'all know where to find me, y'all. Twitter and IG at isdmurf. Email me personally. It's demurfayahoo.com. Thank y'all, first-time listeners, for tuning in. Thank you for checking out the show with my brother, Mr. Devin McKenzie. You can find the show on most platforms, including iHeartRadio, Spotify. And y'all, we'll catch y'all next time, man. Peace. Peace. For now, I am Cole Johnson of Cole Sports. And this has been your Why Not Sports Short. This has been a special report from Why Not Sports. Now, back to your regularly scheduled programming already in progress.